Hello, everyone. This is Donna Miller. Thank you for listening to the Vote Voiced podcast. And everyone in Michigan, it is time to vote again. This is Vote Voiced podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Vote Voiced has a YouTube channel. We are on Instagram. We're on TikTok. Vote Voice podcast is also on WordPress. And we thank you for all of your comments and your support. And I listen to all of your comments. And I thank you, even the critical ones. Michiganers, it is time to vote. If you're listening to this podcast in another state, make sure you check with your Secretary of State to see if it is time for you to vote in your state. There's a lot to cover today, and so let me get started. Number one, I want you to let you know about voting early. Now, you can vote early from home. You can apply online at michigan.gov slash vote to have your absent ballot or your accessible absent ballot sent to you. You can vote and submit your ballot at your clerk's drop-off box and be sure to sign the outside of the envelope. Now, that's something a lot of voters all over the country forget to do. It is very important, everyone, that you do remember to sign the outside of the envelope. Oh, isn't voting wonderful? And it is such a privilege to be able to vote early. It is something that uh, we are allowed to do here in Michigan, and it's wonderful, and we love it. Now, you know, you can vote at your clerk's office, too. Now, you can enter your address at michigan.gov vote to find your local election clerk's office. Now, you can go to your clerk's office, ask for your absent ballot. You can vote, place it back in the envelope, sign it, and submit it all in one trip. Isn't that convenient? It's convenient. It's convenient for all voters, and it's something that's wonderful. Now, for everyone who want to vote at the polls, you know I found that a lot of young people voting for the first time, They wanted to go to the polls. They love it. They wanted to be there for the first time. They wanted to take their pictures. And so, listen, if you want to vote on Election Day, just go right ahead. And there's plenty of people who want to do that. There's some people who can't vote at the polls. So it's wonderful for those of us to be able to have our ballots early. Now, you know, you can also keep track of your ballots. You can keep track of your absent ballot by going to michigan.gov slash vote. Now, let's talk about, before we go on to any other information, about election security in Michigan. Now, Michigan has adopted many national best practices to strengthen our system and ensure our elections are accurate and secure because that is important. Michigan has upgraded voting technology. Now here in Michigan, 
All the voting machines are next-generation optical scan machines, which use paper ballots scanned through an electronic tabulators. Now, those paper ballots are printed vote tallies, and they are retained and can be recounted and reviewed. Now, the voting machines are not connected to the Internet during the tabulation uh, period. They cannot be connected. They are only connected after the counting is finished and a paper record has been generated with some jurisdictions. Now, after that, they connect the machines to the Internet to send unofficial results to the county clerk. Now, at the same time, these jurisdictions will bring a hard copy of the paper tally to the county clerk to ensure all votes count, uh, that all the votes remain accurate. Now, there is no evidence that voting machines in Michigan have ever been compromised or that votes have been changed. Okay, we're honest people here in Michigan, right? The residents of Michigan uh, voters, we're honest here, okay? Now, also, Michigan has improved its qualified voter file system. That's the QVF, if you've ever seen that. Now, the QVF, the uh, qualified voter file system is a modern custom-built system that's used by the Bureau of Elections and clerks also to officially and effectively maintain the state's registered voter list. Okay, we're talking 7 million um, voters over that, almost 8 million voters. That is the kind of list that the Bureau of Elections and your city clerks have to keep track of. They do a wonderful job. You know they do. You have to stand up and applaud our city clerks and our Board of Elections. Now, the CVS has been enhanced and security built in, and it utilizes multi-factor authentication. Now, the system is continuously monitored and protected. And automatic voter registration for all citizens who apply for driver's license, NIDs, and online voter registration system helps keep the voter rolls up to date with reliable voter-provided information. Boy, that's important. If you ever wonder why, you were getting a thousand calls, okay? Oh my God, okay? It's because someone hasn't updated their voter registration. Look, you need to update and make sure that your voter registration is updated, okay? If you move, if you get married, okay? Even if you move from one street to the next, make sure you've changed your address, when your telephone number change, just remember, put on your list, call your city clerk's office, or just contact uh, michigan.gov, okay? Vote to update your information. Let's go ahead and make that a habit, people. Let's make voting our lifestyle, and let's make 
updating our voter information, part of our lifestyle. Now, the uh, they have um, the um, so, uh, state of Secretary of State, the state of Michigan. They've joined the Electronic Registration Information Center, and that's called ERIC. Now, ERIC is a nonprofit, multi-state partnership. Now, they offer uh, states key federal databases and the use of sophisticated and secured data matching technology to safeguard the integrity of their voter files. Now, the system uses encrypted voter information from partnering states along with death records from the Social Security Administration to red flag deceased voters, duplicate voter registrations, voters who move, and eligible voters not yet registered so the states can reach out to them. Okay, Now, joining the ERIC system, uh, Michigan... Okay, now, before uh, joining, I should say, the, the ERIC system... Michigan had no system in place at all to verify the accuracy of its voter file against those of other states. So, hey, we're up to date and now we can definitely get that done. Now, they've also expanded risk limiting post-election audits. Now, the Bureau of Elections has partnered partnered with local election officials and national experts in expanding risk limiting post election audits with the goal of a full statewide audit of election results in 2020 risk limiting audits are the preeminent method for confirming election results and use statistical methods to perform a comprehensive check on the accuracy of reported election results and to detect any anomalies possibly tied to human error or manipulation. Now, using a mathematical formula, the auditors in each locality randomly select ballots to confirm that the ballot tabulators correctly tallied election results. Okay, so hey, they hired full-time election security specialist. Now, the election security specialist is dedicated to coordinating Michigan's overall election security plan. We are firing on all cylinders here in Michigan. Now, these specialists also works with state and federal partners to assist, train, and communicate with our local election officials on election security best practices. Now, there's also an improved cooperation among local, state, and federal governments. Now, Michigan partners with the Department of Homeland Security and other organizations to attempt to hack our and other um, organizations to attempt to hack the system in order to identify and remedy any vulnerabilities. So they're constantly testing the Michigan system. Now, the Bureau of Elections is also partnering with DHS, Michigan Cyber Command, and the Department of Technology, Management and Budget on a country by 
I'm sorry, on a county by county election assessment. Now, this would provide recommendations to counties and virtual workshops on election security for election officials. So our city clerks are constantly re-educating themselves, constantly keeping up, and they're constantly being tested. Now, they're continuing other long-standing accuracy and integrity practices, like Michigan's decentralized election system that is primarily uh, administrated by more than 1,500 local clerks, help safeguard against state and even countywide problems as errors or breakdowns can be confined often to local jurisdictions. So our city clerks are constantly on it. These are your neighbors, our city clerks. These are your grandmas, your grandpas, your sisters, your brothers. They're not aliens. They're not people from another planet at all. These are people that we go to the grocery store with. Our children go to school together. We know who they are, okay? Now, also, there's a detailed and thorough canvassing and certification process. And that's followed at the county level for each um, individual precinct. Now, there's public testing of voter machines, and that's conducted prior to each election. So every time there's election, they are testing those voter machines. Now, election precincts are open for the pub to the public for observation. We know that, right? You can go in. Uh, oh, gosh, how many times have you walked in, right, during an election, and you see that long line? I can still see in my mind's eye the uh, election precinct that I voted at for many years in a state that I, another state that I lived in. And I have fond memories of standing in line, meeting my neighbors. It's amazing at the people you that you can meet at the polling place. You know, this was uh, back when I was younger. Now I vote absentee. But when I was younger, I went out just with everybody, with everybody else and stood in line and it wasn't you know, we, I never, I have never, never had the burden of waiting in line for eight hours to vote. I've been blessed, I must say. And I know that there's a lot of people, unfortunately, here in America, uh, due to voter suppression, have to vote, stand in line for eight hours. And unfortunately, here, even in Michigan, there are a few bills, not all of them, being uh, introduced to make voting more difficult for us. And let's just hope that um, that does not happen. Now, uh, you just need to keep keep updated on this and, you know, scan your news, keep updated what's going on in the legislature. And um, the governor said that she would veto any uh, bill that would make voting difficult. Now, uh, there's a... Prov- performance-based audit that is conducted to verify the completion of the election tasks. So that's great. Hey, if you're in the military, okay, military voting is a little bit different. Remember, you're out of the country. And for those serving overseas, uh, they should be able to participate fully in our democracy without significant barriers or obstacles. And special services are currently provided to assist military voters participating in elections. Now, there are new efforts underway 
to make voting even easier for those serving our country. It should be. They can register to vote at michigan.gov slash vote. They can also register by downloading and completing the Federal Postcard Application, which is the FPCA, from the Federal Voting Assistance Program at fvap.gov. That's fvap.gov. And you can check the status of your voter registration if you are in the military at michigan.gov gov slash vote. Now you can request your ballot. Now you can request an absentee ballot to be sent to you by email, fax, or regular mail if you're in the military. Now once again you can download the FPCA from FVAP.gov. Now you'll fill it out And you'll check the box to indicate how you want to receive your ballot. You will submit the FPCA to your local clerk by postal mail, fax, or email. And once again, you can visit michigan.gov slash vote to check the status of your requested ballot and view your ballot ahead of time. Now, when you want to cast your vote, and submit your ballot, you return your ballot by regular mail so it's received by election day. Now, for further information, you can visit michigan.gov slash military voting. Okay? Now, you know, the Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson, she has a proposal uh, it's a legislative, a legislative action to ensure the votes of service members and their families are counted and that they have a convenient and secure access to voting. Now, what she wants to do, she wants to allow absentee ballots of military members and their families to be counted after Election Day as long as they are postmarked by election day and received in time for canvassing. She wants to allow military members serving overseas and their spouses to securely return their ballots electronically. She wants to improve ballot tracking tools for military members. Now you can give her your feedback, everybody. Just go to secretary at michigan.gov and let her know, you know, uh, what you think as a military voter. You know, you only no one, not many people can walk in the shoes of a military man or woman. So if you have anything, you're a mom of someone in the military, a child, you know, 18, I mean, even if you're not 18, go ahead and contact the Secretary of State uh, at Secretary at michigan.gov and let her know how you feel about everything because we appreciate you okay for what you do for this country and the sacrifices you make for our freedom it is a freedom to vote and i'm i'm very very strongly against uh preventing people to vote 
Look at how many millions of people voted. Okay, they said that voting went up 66% just in Georgia. Okay, more people voted in Michigan this year than had has about twice as many people voted in Michigan this year. I mean, I'm sorry, in 2020 election than they had at any other time. It had gone up from decades of low voting. People want to vote. Every resident that is able to vote want to vote if they're given the opportunity to vote. And it, voting should not be difficult. We don't like the creature of voter suppression. Now, everybody can vote if you if you are at least 18 years old and a United States citizen and a resident of Michigan. Okay, you can vote. Now, if you're not a resident yet, as soon as you become a resident, you can vote. Now, this is important and I, I want to Take this slowly because so many people do not realize they can vote. If you have a past conviction, you can vote. If you are on parole, you can vote. If you are on probation, you can vote. If you are in or out of jail waiting to be sentenced, you can vote. If you recently received or renewed a Michigan Michigan ID or driver's license, you are registered to vote. If the next election is less than two weeks from the date you received or renewed your license, you must go to the local clerk's office with additional documentation in order to vote in that election. Now you can learn more just go to michigan.gov slash vote. Now, you can always, I'm continuing to say this, you can check your voter information at any time. Now, for more information about where and how to vote, you can go to michigan.gov slash vote, or you can call 888-SOS-M-I-C-H. Tell them, Donna Miller from Vote Voiced sent you, okay? Now, Michigan has a, a voter information center. Now, that's your source for personalized Michigan election information. Now, you can visit uh, michigan.gov vote. Now, when you go there, I want you to know that you can register to vote. You can confirm your voter registration status. You can apply for an absentee ballot. You can find your clerk. You can view sample a sample ballot. You can track your absentee ballot. You can find a ballot drop box in your election jurisdiction, and you can find your, your voting location. Now, unfortunately, there's something that they're trying to do in these 39 bills about voting. One of the things they're trying to do is they're trying to change how we use our ballot boxes. They want to limit the times that you can get to a ballot box 
And they also want to say that they want security cameras around the ballot box. But the problem with that is most counties might not be able to afford the elaborate systems that they want to set up around the voting box. Now, there was like one or, you know, a few incidents of people setting fire to the ballot boxes. But all in all, considering that there's nearly 8 million voters here in Michigan, um, we do very well with our ballot boxes. We take very good care of them. And I used a ballot box in 2020, and it was really great. I I went into, I, I drove with the by Lyft, and my daughter was with me, and I dropped off my ballot for myself and my son and my nephew. And the Lyft driver was just wonderful. He made sure I didn't even have to get out the car. He drove right up to the box. Uh, I dropped in my ballot. And he even said, hey, make sure it went down. And, you know, I it's just like a mailbox, really. It's just a white box. And it's like a mailbox. And you bring down the flap and you put your ballot in. Everybody was using it. It was absolutely wonderful. I felt very safe using it. Okay? Um, so, listen, we have to make sure that we... Keep an eye on our legislature. Now, the Michigan State Senate meets in the state capitol building in Lansing, Michigan. Okay. Um, now, the Michigan State Senate is the upper chamber of the Michigan State Legislature. Now, alongside the Michigan House of Representatives, it forms the legislature branch of the Michigan State Government and works alongside the governor of Michigan to create laws and establish a state budget. Now, the legislative authority and responsibilities of the Michigan State Senate includes passing bills on public po uh, policy matters, uh, setting levels for state spending, raising and lowering taxes, and voting to uphold or, or over override uh, gubernatorial vote, vo uh, vetoes. Okay. Now it, it's already being said that, uh, our Michigan governor is going to veto any bill about voting that she thinks is suppressive. And there's not every bill, not in the 39, in the group of the 39 is suppressive. Some are neutral, but the ones that are suppressive, we need to really keep an eye on. Now, all 38 seats in the Michigan Senate were up for election in 2018. Now, the chamber's re Republican majority decreased from 27 to 10, and there's uh, with one with one vacancy, and to 22 to 16. Now, Michigan has a divided government, and that means that no political party holds a state government trifecta. Now, the trifecta exists when one political party simultaneously holds the governor's office and the majorities in both state legislative chambers. Now, as of March 27, 2021, there are 23 Republican trifectas, 15 Democratic trifectas, and 12 divided governments 
where neither party holds trifecta control. Now, in 2020, in the 2020 election, Republicans had a net gain of two trifectas and two states under divided government became trifectas. Now, prior to that election, Michigan had a divided government. There were 21 Republican trifectas and 15 Democratic trifectas and uh, 14 divided government trifectas. So right now, um, here, okay, another thing about it. The term length is four years, okay? The term limits are two terms. That's eight years, okay? Um, Right now, we have 16 Democrats and 20 Republicans and two vacancies, okay, here in Michigan. So that's the total as of March 2021. Uh, we have, it's a total of 38, okay? So, right now, um, we have, since we have a divided government, we're going to have to really, really work together up there in that legislature to make sure that everything that's being done is being done in the best interest of Michiganers, okay? Because our voting should not be made difficult and there was nothing wrong with the drop boxes just for one instance. And like I said, there's there's many others. Not everything is going to be an issue, but we need to keep... Um, we need to make sure that we keep track of what is being done. Now, look, uh, in Michigan... The city of Detroit is holding a general election for mayor on November 2nd, 2021. Now, the primary is scheduled for August 3rd, 2021. Okay. And right now, um, I'm not sure who is running for mayor. Now, Detroit has a Democratic mayor um, and... So hopefully we will hear more about that, okay? Uh, There's like, well, the last count, okay, in Detroit, um, they have a population of 690,000 people, okay, in Detroit. So that um, is very important because Detroit does use a strong mayor and city council system okay and and what that means is in this form of municipal government the city council serves as the city's primary legislative body and the mayor serves as the city's chief executive so my point in telling you all of this is everyone in detroit voting for mayor is very important okay the mayor is the one running your city and i know that uh, detroit wants to make sure that um they are electing the mayor of their choice remember your vote is your voice 
And if you want to have a voice in who is going to be mayor in Detroit, make sure you get out there and vote in that election. Remember, it's November 2nd, 2021, and there is a primary scheduled for August 3rd, 2021. Now, November 2nd, there is a couple of special elections, okay? Uh, A special election for the Michigan State Senate District 8 is on November 2nd, 2021, okay? Now, a primary is scheduled for August 3rd, 2021. Um, And that seat uh, became vacant. After Peter, Les, I'm hoping I say his name all right, uh, Lacido, who is a Republican, was elected um, Macomb County prosecutor in, on, excuse me, on November 3rd, 2020. Now, there's another special election, uh, the Michigan State Senate District 28, okay? And that special election for District 28 is on November 2nd, 2021. And the primary is August 3rd, 2021. And uh, the seat became vacant when Peter McGregor was elected to Kent County Treasurer on November 3rd, 2020, okay? So make sure that you vote in that election, okay? Now, let's go ahead and let's talk about a special election. Um, coming up on May 4th. Okay. They have a special election for Romulus Community Schools and Wood Haven Brownstone Schools. Okay. So they have a special election May 4th, 2021. And there is um, an election for local. Okay, let me, I'm going to put that aside for a second. I want to talk about the millages together. Okay. Um, there is another election in June. On the 7th, 2021, for Genesee Immediate School District Board election, okay? Uh, Two seats are available, okay? It's one with a regular six-year term and one partial term ending in June 30th, 2023. Now, why am I telling you about school board elections? We need to understand that it is very important for us as voters to make sure that we know exactly who we're voting for on every level. School boards are important. All elections are important. I know it may seem tedious, and this is why I think it's important. Hello, everyone. This is Donna Miller. Thank you for listening to the Vote Voiced podcast. And everyone in Michigan, it is time to vote again. This is Vote Voiced podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Vote Voiced has a YouTube channel. 
We are on Instagram. We're on TikTok. Vote Voice Podcast is also on WordPress. And we thank you for all of your comments and your support. And I listen to all of your comments. And I thank you, even the critical ones. Michiganers, it is time to vote. If you're listening to this podcast in another state, make sure you check with your Secretary of State to see if it is time for you to vote in your state. There's a lot to cover today, and so let me get started. Number one, I want you to let you know about voting early. Now, you can vote early from home. You can apply online at michigan.gov slash vote to have your absent ballot or your accessible absent ballot sent to you. You can vote and submit your ballot at your clerk's drop-off box and be sure to sign the outside of the envelope. Now, that's something a lot of voters all over the country forget to do. It is very important, everyone, that you do remember to sign the outside of the envelope. Oh, isn't voting wonderful? And it is such a privilege to be able to vote early. It is something that uh, we are allowed to do here in Michigan, and it's wonderful, and we love it. Now, you know, you can vote at your clerk's office, too. Now, you can enter your address at Michigan dot gov slash vote to find your local election clerk's office. Now you can go to your clerk's office, ask for your absent ballot. You can vote, place it back in the envelope, sign it and submit it all in one trip. Isn't that convenient? It's convenient. It's convenient for all voters and it's something that's wonderful. Now for everyone who want to vote at the polls, You know, I found that a lot of young people voting for the first time, they wanted to go to the polls. They love it. They wanted to be there for the first time. They wanted to take their pictures. And so, listen, if you want to vote on Election Day, just go right ahead. And there's plenty of people who want to do that. There's some people who can't vote at the polls. So it's wonderful for those of us to be able to Have our ballots early. Now, you know you can also keep track of your ballots. You can keep track of your absent ballot by going to michigan.gov slash vote. Now, let's talk about, before we go on to any other information, about election security in Michigan. Now, Michigan has adopted many national best practices to strengthen our system, and ensure our elections are accurate and secure, because that is important. Michigan has upgraded voting technology. Now, here in Michigan, all the voting machines are next-generation optical scan machines, which use paper ballots scanned through an electronic tabulators. Now, those paper ballots are printed vote tallies and they are retained and can be recounted and reviewed. Now the voting machines are not connected to 
the internet during the tabulation uh, period. They cannot be connected. They are only connected after the counting is finished and a paper record has been generated with some jurisdictions. Now, after that, they connect the machines to the internet to send unofficial results to the county clerk. Now, at the same time, these jurisdictions will bring a hard copy of the paper tally to the county clerk to ensure all votes count, uh, that all the votes remain accurate. Now, there is no evidence that voting machines in Michigan have ever been compromised or that votes have been changed. Okay, we're honest people here in Michigan, right? The residents of Michigan uh, voters, we're honest here, okay? Now, also, Michigan has improved its qualified voter file system. That's the QVF, if you've ever seen that. Now, the QVF, the uh, qualified voter file system, is a modern, custom-built system that's used by the Bureau of Elections and clerks also to officially and effectively maintain the state's registered voter list. Okay, we're talking 7 million um, voters over that, almost 8 million voters. That is the kind of list that the Bureau of Elections and your city clerks have to keep track of. They do a wonderful job. You know they do. You have to stand up and applaud our city clerks and our board of elections. Now, the CVS has been enhanced and security built in and it utilizes multi-factor authentication. Now, the system is continuously monitored and protected. An automatic voter registration for all citizens who apply for driver's license, NIDs, and online voter registration system helps keep the voter rolls up to date with reliable voter-provided information. Boy, that's important. If you ever wonder why you were getting a thousand calls, okay, Oh, my God. Okay, it's because someone hasn't updated their voter registration. Look, you need to update and make sure that your voter registration is updated. Okay, if you move, if you get married, okay, even if you move from one street to the next, make sure you've changed your address. When your telephone number changed, Just remember, put on your list, call your city clerk's office, or just contact uh, michigan.gov, okay? Vote to update your information. Let's go ahead and make that a habit, people. Let's make voting our lifestyle, and let's make updating our voter information part of our lifestyle. Now, uh, they have um, the um, uh, state of Secretary of State, the state of Michigan, they've joined the Electronic Registration Information Center, and that's called ERIC. Now, ERIC is a nonprofit, multi-state partnership. Now, they offer 
uh, state's key federal databases and the use of sophisticated and secured data matching technology to safeguard the integrity of their voter files. Now, the system uses encrypted voter information from partnering states along with death records from the Social Security Administration to red flag deceased voters, duplicate voter registrations, voters who move, and eligible voters not yet registered so the states can reach out to them, okay? Now, joining the ERIC system, uh, Michigan... Okay, now, before uh, joining, I should say, the, the ERIC system, Michigan had no system in place at all to verify the accuracy of its voter file against those of other states. So, hey, we're up to date, and now we can definitely get that done. Now, they've also expanded risk-limiting post-election audits. Now, the Bureau of Elections has partnered, partnered with local election officials and national experts in expanding risk-limiting post-election audits with the goal of a full statewide audit of election results in 2020. Risk-limiting audits are the preeminent method for confirming election results and use uh, statistical methods to perform a comprehensive check on the accuracy of reported election results and to detect any anomalies possibly tied to human error or manipulation. Now, using a mathematical formula, the auditors in each locality randomly select ballots to confirm that the ballot tabulators correctly tallied election results. Okay, so hey, they hired full-time election security specialists. Now, the election security specialist is dedicated to coordinating Michigan's overall election security plan. We are firing on all cylinders here in Michigan. Now, these specialists also works with state and federal partners to assist, train, and communicate with our local election officials on election security best practices. Now, there's also an improved cooperation among local, state, and federal governments. Now, Michigan partners with the Department of Homeland Security and other organizations to attempt to hack our and other um, organizations to attempt to hack the system in order to identify and remedy any vulnerabilities. So they're constantly testing the Michigan system. Now, the Bureau of Elections is also partnering with DHS, Michigan Cyber Command, and the Department of Technology, Management and Budget on a country by, I'm sorry, on a county by county election assessment. Now, this will provide recommendations to counties and virtual workshops on election security for election officials. So our city clerks are constantly re-educating themselves, constantly keeping up, and they're constantly being tested. Now, they're continuing 
other long-standing accuracy and integrity practices, like Michigan's decentralized election system that is primarily uh, administrated by more than 1,500 local clerks, help safeguard against state and even countywide problems as errors or breakdowns can be confined often to local jurisdictions. So our city clerks are constantly on it. These are your neighbors, our city clerks. These are your grandmas, your grandpas, your sisters, your brothers. They're not aliens. They're not people from another planet at all. These are people that we go to the grocery store with. Our children go to school together. We know who they are, okay? Now, also, there's a detailed and thorough canvassing and certification process. And that's followed at the county level for each um, individual precinct. Now, there's public testing of voter machines, and that's conducted prior to each election. So every time there's election, they are testing those voter machines. Now, election precincts are open for the pub to the public for observation. We know that, right? You can go in. Uh, oh, gosh, how many times have you walked in, right, during an election and you see that long line? I can still see in my mind's eye the uh, election precinct that I voted at for many years in a state that I, another state that I lived in. And I have fond memories of standing in line, meeting my neighbors. It's amazing at the people you, that you can meet at the polling place. You know, this was uh, back when I was younger. Now I vote absentee. But when I was younger, I went out just with everybody, with everybody else and stood in line. And it wasn't, you know, we, I never, I have never, never had the burden of waiting in line for eight hours to vote. I've been blessed, I must say. And I know that there's a lot of people, unfortunately, here in America, uh, due to voter suppression, have to vote, stand in line for eight hours. And unfortunately, here, even in Michigan, there are a few bills not all of them being uh, introduced to make voting more difficult for us. And let's just hope that um, that does not happen. Now, uh, you just need to keep keep updated on this and, you know, scan your news. Keep updated what's going on in the legislature. And um, the governor said that she would veto any uh, bill that would make voting difficult. Now, uh, there's a performance-based audit that is conducted to verify the completion of the election tasks. So that's great. Hey, if you're in the military, okay, military voting is a little bit different. Remember, you're out of the country. And for those serving overseas, uh, they should be able to participate fully in our democracy without significant barriers or obstacles. And special services are currently provided to assist military voters participating in elections. Now, there are new efforts underway to make voting even easier for those serving our country. It should be. They can register to vote at michigan.gov vote. They can also register by downloading and completing the Federal Postcard Application, which is the FPCA, from the Federal Voting Assistance Program at F, 
F-V-A-P dot gov. That's F-V-A-P dot gov. And you can check the status of your voter registration if you're in the military at michigan.gov slash vote. Now, you can request your ballot. Now, you can request an absentee ballot to be sent to you by email, fax, or regular mail if you're in the military. Now, once again, you can download the FPCA from FVAP.gov. Now, you'll fill it out and you'll check the box to indicate how you want to receive your ballot. You will submit the FPCA to your local clerk by postal mail, fax, or email. And once again, you can visit michigan.gov vote to check the status of your requested ballot and view your ballot ahead of time. Now, when you want to cast your vote and submit your ballot, you return your ballot by regular mail so it's received by election day. Now, for further information, you can visit michigan.gov slash military voting. Okay? Now, you know, the Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson, she has a proposal. Uh, it's a legislative, a legislative action to ensure the votes of service members and their families are counted and that they have a convenient and secure access to voting. Now, what she wants to do, she wants to allow absentee ballots of military members and their families to be counted after election day as long as they are postmarked by election day and received in time for canvassing. She wants to allow military members serving overseas and their spouses to securely return their ballots electronically. She wants to improve ballot tracking tools for military members. Now you can give her your feedback, everybody. Just go to secretary at michigan.gov and let her know, you know, uh, what you think as a military voter. You know, you only no one, not many people can walk in the shoes of a military man or woman. So if you have anything, you're a mom of someone in the military, a child, you know, 18. I mean, even if you're not 18, go ahead and contact the Secretary of State uh, at secretary at michigan.gov and let her know how you feel about everything because we appreciate you, okay, for what you do for this country and the sacrifices you make for our freedom. It is a freedom to vote. And I'm I'm very, very strongly against uh, preventing people to vote. Look at how many millions of people voted, okay? They said that voting went up 66% just in Georgia, okay? More people voted in Michigan this year 
than has about twice as many people voted in Michigan this year. I mean, I'm sorry, in 2020 election than they had at any other time. It had gone up from decades of low voting. People want to vote. Every resident that is able to vote want to vote if they're given the opportunity to vote. And voting should not be difficult. We don't like the creature of voter suppression. Now, everybody can vote if if you are at least 18 years old and a United States citizen and a resident of Michigan. Okay, you can vote. Now, if you're not a resident yet, as soon as you become a resident, you can vote. Now, this is important, and I, I want to take this slowly because so many people do not realize they can vote. If you have a past conviction, you can vote. If you are on parole, you can vote. If you are on probation, you can vote. If you are in or out of jail waiting to be sentenced, you can vote. If you recently received or renewed a Michigan Michigan ID or driver's license, you are registered to vote. If the next election is less than two weeks from the date you received or renewed your license, you must go to the local clerk's office with additional documentation in order to vote in that election. Now, you can learn more. Just go to michigan.gov slash vote. Now, you can always, I'm continuing to say this, you can check your voter information at any time. Now, for more information about where and how to vote, you can go to michigan.gov slash vote, or you can call 888-SOS-M-I-C-H. Tell them Donna Miller from Vote Voiced sent you, okay? Now, Michigan has a, a voter information center. Now, that's your source for personalized Michigan election information. Now, you can visit uh, michigan.gov slash vote. Now, when you go there, I want you to know that you can register to vote. You can confirm your voter registration status. You can apply for an absentee ballot. You can find your clerk. You can view sample a sample ballot. You can track your absentee ballot. You can find a ballot drop box in your election jurisdiction, and you can find your your voting location. Now, unfortunately, there's something that they're trying to do in these 39 bills about voting. One of the things they're trying to do is they're trying to change how we use our ballot boxes. They want to limit the times that you can get to a ballot box. And they also want to say that they want security cameras around the ballot box. But the problem with that is most counties might not be able to afford the elaborate systems 
that they want to set up around the voting box. Now, there was like one or, you know, a few incidents of people setting fire to the ballot boxes. But all in all, considering that there's nearly 8 million voters here in Michigan, um, we do very well with our ballot boxes. We take very good care of them. And I used a ballot box in 2020, and it was really great. I, I went into, I, I drove with the, by Lyft, and my daughter was with me, and I dropped off my ballot for myself and my son and my nephew, and the Lyft driver was just wonderful. He made sure I didn't even have to get out the car. He drove right up to the box. Uh, I dropped in my ballot, and he even said, hey, make sure it went down. And, you know, I it's just like a mailbox, really. It's just a white box. And it's like a mailbox and you bring down the flap and you put your ballot in. Everybody was using it. It was absolutely wonderful. I felt very safe using it. Okay. Um, So listen, we have to make sure that we keep an eye on our legislature. Now, the Michigan State Senate meets in the state capitol building in Lansing, Michigan. Okay, Um, now the Michigan State Senate is the upper chamber of the Michigan State Legislature. Now, alongside the Michigan House of Representatives, it forms the legislature branch of the Michigan State government and works alongside the governor of Michigan to create laws and establish a state budget. Now, the legislature authority and responsibilities of the Michigan State Senate includes passing bills on public uh, policy matters, uh, setting levels for state spending, raising and lowering taxes, and voting to uphold or or over override uh, gluminatorial vote uh, vetoes. Okay. Now it It's already being said that uh, our Michigan governor is going to veto any bill about voting that she thinks is suppressive. And there's not every bill, not in the 39, in the group of the 39, is suppressive. Some are neutral. But the ones that are suppressive, we need to really keep an eye on. Now, all 38 seats in the... Michigan Senate were up for election in 2018. Now the chamber's Republican majority decreased from 27 to 10, and there's uh, with one with one vacancy, and to 22 to 16. Now Michigan has a divided government, and that means that no political party holds a state government trifecta. Now the trifecta exists. When one political party simultaneously holds the governor's office and the majorities in both state legislative chambers. Now, as of March 27, 2021, there are 23 Republican trifectas, 15 Democratic trifectas, and 12 divided governments where neither party holds trifecta control. Now, in 2020, in the 2020 election, Republicans had a net gain of two trifectas and two states under divided government 
became trifectas. Now, prior to that election, Michigan had a divided government. There were 21 Republican trifectas and 15 Democratic trifectas and uh, 14 divided government trifectas. So, right now, um, here, okay, another thing about it. The term length is four years, okay? The term limits are two terms. That's eight years, okay? Um, right now, we have 16 Democrats and 20 Republicans and two vacancies, okay, here in Michigan. So that's the total as of March 2021. Uh, we have, it's a total of 38, okay? So, right now, um, we have, since we have a divided government, we're going to have to really, really work together up there in that legislature to make sure that everything that's being done is being done in the best interest of Michiganers, okay? Because our voting should not be made difficult and there was nothing wrong with the drop boxes just for one instance. And like I said, there's there's many others. Not everything is going to be an issue, but we need to keep... Um, we need to make sure that we keep track of what is being done. Now, look, uh, in Michigan... The city of Detroit is holding a general election for mayor on November 2nd, 2021. Now, the primary is scheduled for August 3rd, 2021. Okay. And right now, um, I'm not sure who is running for mayor. Now, Detroit has a Democratic mayor um, and... So hopefully we will hear more about that, okay? Uh, there's like, well, the last count, okay, in Detroit, um, they have a population of 690,000 people, okay, in Detroit. So that um, is very important because Detroit does use a strong mayor and city council system okay and and what that means is in this form of municipal government the city council serves as the city's primary legislative body and the mayor serves as the city's chief executive so my point in telling you all of this is everyone in detroit voting for mayor is very important okay the mayor is the one running your city and i know that the, uh, detroit wants to make sure that um they are electing the mayor of their choice remember your vote is your voice and if you want to have a voice in who is going to be mayor in detroit Make sure you get out there and vote in that election. 
Remember, it's November 2nd, 2021, and there is a primary scheduled for August 3rd, 2021. Now, November 2nd, there is a couple of special elections, okay? Uh, A special election for the Michigan State Senate District 8 is on November 2nd, 2021, okay? Now, a primary is scheduled for August 3rd, 2021. Um, And that seat uh, became vacant after Peter, I'm hoping I say his name all right, uh, Lacido, who is a Republican, was elected um, Macomb County Prosecutor in, on, excuse me, on November 3rd, 2020. Now, there's another special election, uh, the Michigan State Senate District 28, okay? And that special election for District 28 is on November 2nd, 2021. And the primary is August 3rd, 2021. And uh, the seat became vacant when Peter McGregor was elected to Kent County Treasurer on November 3rd, 2020. Okay, so make sure that you vote in that election. Okay, now let's go ahead and let's talk about a special election. Um, Coming up on May 4th, okay, they have a special election for Romulus Community Schools and Woodhaven Brownstone Schools, okay? So they have a special election May 4th, 2021, and there is um, an election for local... Okay, let me. I'm gonna put that aside for a second. I want to talk about the millages together. Okay. Um, there is another election in June on the seventh, twenty twenty one, for Genesee Immediate School District. It's board election. Okay. Uh, two seats are available, okay? It's one with a regular six-year term and one partial term ending in June 30th, 2023. Now, why am I telling you about school board elections? We need to understand that it is very important for us as voters to make sure that we know exactly who we're voting for on every level. School boards are important. All elections are important. I know it may seem tedious, and this is why I think it's important.